Hello awesome people, I hope you're all having an awesome day. Um, as you've probably seen from the title, um, we'll be talking about hospital stays today. So, I've invited my friend Emily from another podcast, M. Bailey, to discuss this topic. Hi, I'm Emily. So, um, we're going to talk about hospital stays. And so, because we both had um, a little experience in that area, so we'll talk about um, like how we feel and our experience with that. So, first of all, how did you feel when you were admitted, first admitted into a hospital? I was in shock because I didn't know that I was diagnosed with that, like, disorder, like, mental disorder. And I just, I just, when I first went to the hospital, I thought it was just for, like, a checkup and, like, it was, like, nothing serious. And then they were just telling me to, like, sit in a wheelchair because I couldn't move and then... They just pushed me up to a hospital ward, and I was just like in shock. Basically, how about you? Oh, it's it's kind of like a natural re- reaction. Like I still laugh about it because it's better to laugh than to cry about it. And to have like a friend like you to just laugh about our problems and to laugh about our stay, it's 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 a better experience now. And to have someone to kind of relate to. Um, I guess I was kind of, like, scared because, like, both of us had to, like, do it by ourselves mostly. And doing it by ourselves, it's it's a hard thing to go through the whole process and the whole experience without anyone there and with a bunch of, like, strangers and doctors and nurses and you really don't know them. And it's it's a really tough thing to go through, so. I remember when I was first, like, pushed up about like with the wheelchair like i was using my phone and i was like taking random pictures of like the wheelchair and like myself because i felt like so cool yeah it's it's not that cool it feels good when someone's pushing you on the wheelchair <laughs> but the whole problem itself is not that good yeah oh i took photos too i took one actually just of myself to like kind of record how i yeah. look like and then i took one of like my bed and then one of the ward and I took one of my friend I met in the hospital uh so that brings us nicely to our next uh section which is uh friends in the hospital so not um friends and family outside but friends we made or the surroundings or just really anything in the hospital yeah so I made quite a few friends because uh I stayed for a relatively long time because I was unstable and um the people I met were really interesting because I knew I never knew there were like certain like problems in the world I guess like a lot of people dealt with like different mental disorders and I felt it was pretty eye-opening to see like (laughs) what what type of mental disorders were are you like talking about like there were quite a lot of like self-harm and like uh (laughs) like okay it's i don't really mind like to like disclose that i had i was an anorexic and i have like plenty of friends that were anorexic as well and we were just like in it together and like (laughs) like eating six times a day (laughs) yeah for me uh i wasn't in the mental health thing but i have like a lot of people in them um like social services and that was scary because 
I thought my problem was kind of like scary, but mm. their ones are so much worse. Mm. And I had like there were like a few kids. There were all um the a few of them were younger than me, and there were like little kids, and we would play with them. There was like a few that were uh, nonverbal and they couldn't really talk. And then after a while, uh, the nurses told me that they were orphans and mm. a lot of them were in the system and in the foster system. And I guess that's very scary, I guess, because like a lot of them didn't have problems. A lot of them just had like minor problems and there were just a lot of different types. Yeah. And yeah, so... Yeah, like, I had, there was, like, babies where, like, like, their parents were, like, drug addicts and they, they would just stay in the hospital, like, with, like, minimum care by, like, the nurses and I felt really bad for them. Yeah, so I guess I met a friend, uh, a kid younger than me, around my sister's age, and we didn't really know each other. I saw her waiting and then we went in, we had, we talked a bit and then... Like, we tried to bond around the abuse. We had similar problems, and we started talking, and she was very nice about it. And I feel like meeting friends, like, during, like, when you're in, like, your lowest, and, like, you guys can bond over things is, like, pretty, like, nice. Because, like, I think uh, when I was hospitalized, it was during COVID, and, like, um, there were restrictions, so, like, parents could barely come in, like... Uh, mine was like kind of severe so uh, I got once a week but it was still not enough like it's you really need like mental support and I just felt like it was really needed yeah yeah so so I think I've been like we've all been in hospitals and I think I've been like for as much as I could remember two of them were really scary and I'm talking about the second one, but the first one was was uh, more of a physical thing, and it was it was it was scary both times. But first time I had my parents, so it wasn't that scary. But when you've got no parents and you have to go through the whole thing by yourself, it does scare. Yeah, it does scare the hell out of you, and you le- you do learn a lot. And ultimately, it's it's not a good experience, but. It is an eye opener, and you, you kind of, you kind of learn about a lot of stuff that you didn't know really existed or you didn't know happened, and so that's a good part. I feel like this is kind of off topic, but like, I feel like we shouldn't compare to each other about like how long you've stayed in the hospital and like because it doesn't really like you can, like, you don't you you shouldn't compare e- to each other because like, uh, people have their own problems and they might like be out of hospital but they're still struggling but some are like maybe they just stay for a long time but they have like minor issues and I feel like you shouldn't like compare to each other because like I feel like I don't know yeah it's hard to explain because all our problems are different to a degree and we can't really compare each of our problems because it's always different and we have different situations and so it just doesn't really work as well if we keep comparing like how long did you stay which hospital did you go to was it like a private one or a public one but if you don't compare and you just like just share your experience that's quite good because you have someone to talk to and someone to relate to it's just not 
it's just better to not really compare and to say like, oh, my I stayed for a week and you stayed for a month. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, your yeah. one was more severe. Yeah. Oh, you wasn't. Uh, my parents wasn't allowed inside. Oh, I'm so I'm off so much worse. It's like not yeah. that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So now, uh, if we can talk about uh friends and family outside of hospital. So maybe some you made during that time, and also some you already had, and like how they react to it, and really everything involved. I feel like, uh, so because family, like of course, like they will always be by your side, like but friends, like yeah, true friends will always stick by you, but like do they actually? So basically, I had a friend and. We used to be really good friends, and when I was diagnosed, like, yeah, she tried to be really supportive, but like, we only called. We like, and she didn't really understand because it was all really new to her, and I just I felt really bad, but at the same time, I really needed the support. So, and I feel like I understand that she didn't really like, um, she didn't know how to like handle the situation, and so I feel like. And maybe uh, she was like, I don't know, like how do I word it? Like kind of lost, maybe. Yeah. And like we don't, some friends don't know really how to react to a situation like that. And the point is to not find like a correct way to respond to it, but find a natural way to know which is the best for someone. Mm-hmm. And I think for most people, we have friends that are. Better with dealing this kind of situations. I have a lot of friends I did talk to, uh, with like calling. I didn't call anyone except for my mom, but I did text a lot of my friends, and um, it was a lot of them understood, understood problems very well. But I did choose who to talk to because I knew some of them might not be very, like they don't feel that well talking to them, talking to me about this kind of problem and. It doesn't like hurt me. It doesn't mean they're not a true friend.、Mm-hmm. They might just be kind of new, and I respect that. So I won't push any boundaries. It's just um, some time and some, some education, and they would know better of how to do deal with this kind of situation. Because after all, after all, it's all about experience. So a person who has experienced it would find it easier to talk to another person with, with that problem, and to guide them to. Get better, and we can choose who to talk to. Like we don't have to tell everyone that oh we're hospitalized. We're like the best out of like it's like not something to like talk to everyone about. Like you can get, you can choose who to talk to and yeah, and it's not to brag about because <laughs>、yeah. it's not cool. It's not fun. I really hated it. But、yeah. some people think it's lucky. I had people telling me, oh you're so lucky. You missed like physics or something.、Yeah. You you missed a whole term of maths. You missed. This you missed that, like did people tell you you were very lucky because you missed the term of maths? No,、um, it's we don't like it when people、yeah. say things like that because we we'd much rather go and learn how to do the Pythagoras theorem <laughs> than actually staying in the hospital.、Yeah. And so it's a lot scarier to stay in the hospital than do a physics test. So yeah, I did miss my physics test. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, I have another topic to talk about, and that's um, the schoolwork and missing 
if, if you missed any schoolwork or oh. anything important in school and how did you make up for that because I personally wasn't hospitalized for a very long time but I know you were for a much longer time and you must have missed a lot of work and how did you catch up with that? I basically skipped a whole term of school and like even after I left the hospital uh, the school counselor actually advised me not to go back to school so fast because I would feel overwhelmed and I completely understand but as a perfectionist myself I feel like I had to catch up with everything and she was like my the school counselor was like was really nice about it and she was like you don't have to catch up on anything you can just you don't have to take the exams or anything you can just like slowly ease into it maybe like take half day lessons or just take a few lessons every day and I I really wanted to catch up like I in like the doctors didn't let me to um, do work at um, in the hospital because, yeah. And so I just, when I got back home, like, the the next day when I got back home from the hospital, I, I just, like, kept doing math and I kept doing, like, I kept, like, revising so hard. And I ended up taking the exam, but I don't think, like, I think it's just me. Like, you don't have to, like, catch up on everything. You can just, like, slowly ease into it, like my school counselor yeah. said. But I just... I was so, like, I was such a perfectionist then that I had to do well, everything. I, I'm very proud of you for, <laughs> I, I'm very proud of you for being, for trying so hard to fit in and going back into schedule and all that because for me, I was quite lazy. <laughs> like, I was just very overwhelmed. I went back home, I was tired. The first thing I did was sleep. I, I, I loved my bed. It felt so good. I had my blanket back. I used that for most of my life. I couldn't go a day without it, but I had to go a long time with, without that blanket. I was really sad. So I didn't, I had like a physics test, um, uh, that I missed and I had to do it, um, the week after and I didn't revise for it because I am, I, do you leave things to last minute? I'm trying to work on that schedule and work on the habit. But the physics test was on a Friday and I sadly was going to revise for it on a Thursday. But on the Thursday, I did go. I got hospitalized. So the week after, I did revise for a test and I had to do it. And that test, I got a really low score. I set the record for my lowest ever test score. It was sexy. 7% it was my lowest ever. Don't worry, mine's like really bad as well. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think my previous lowest one was like 77. And I broke it with 67. And honestly, I didn't, I wasn't upset or anything. Uh, I don't cry. I don't cry normally. So I didn't really cry and I didn't really feel anything. It wasn't my first priority to get a good test, yeah. like good test score for physics. Mm. So I was like, yeah, I'll do better next time. Yeah, and we shouldn't be pressure to do everything correctly because uh we didn't have school not like others so if people get better scores at you like than you it doesn't mean that you're not validated and you're not yeah like, good enough. i feel really i felt really behind in maths and a few subjects i felt like i just wasn't smart enough <laughs> and i felt like i was already below average so i didn't want to go a lot below average like i'm not that good at english but i don't want to miss anything like i didn't want to miss tests or anything mm. like because you have to catch up on it but then you have to miss a whole lesson and do it yourself and yeah it's not the best thing to miss out on schoolwork so even though a lot of my friends they're really happy about like missing stuff but and like skipping subjects but 
Personally, I hate it. Yeah. Because if you skip it, it means you have to do it anyways, and you have to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's not that good. I don't really like it that much. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, next thing we'll talk about is the food because uh, I know. Um, before we recorded this, that we both had very different experiences <laughs> with the food in the hospital. And um, personally, for me, food is very important. I love food, like good food. So it was a thing I did get quite... I did have very strong opinions about mm. in terms of food in the hospital. So if you'd like to share. I, I said previously I was an anorexic, so I never ate a lot of food before I went to hospital, but when I went to hospital, all I had to do was just eat and sleep, and the food tasted so good because I haven't had, like, food, food in so long, and I don't, I I don't know if I go back now and I will feel like it tastes terrible, but at that time, I really enjoyed the food because I hadn't had actual amounts, like, good food, like, not even good, like, actual proportions of food that I could actually enjoy in so long. What food, what food did you have? Like, what type? They had, like, fish and, like, pork and, like, chicken, like... Oh, that seems so cool. <laughs> how, about, how about for breakfast? I oh, for breakfast? Because, um, I was on a, like... I, I had, like, like, specific, like... Diet, kind yeah, of? Yeah, diet. And yeah. so I didn't eat, like, others. So I feel like... I think others, they ate, like, congee or something. But, um... But I, because I'm a big fan of bread, so I specifically, like, asked for, like, having, so that, uh, that time I had, like, the bread that everyone had, like, a bun, like, a Chinese bun with, like, filling <laughs> inside, there, there was the bun, and then I also had, like, a cheese sandwich, and I also had, like, a bun for, like, it's just a plain bun, and I also had, like, I had a bunch of food, but I kept having bread because I really liked it. Oh, for me, it's the opposite because I really hate bread. <laughs> but I think this topic we can both laugh about because after something so serious, we do want to like laugh about yeah. it. And food is something really nice to laugh about because I really, I did enjoy my food that well because I'm very picky with my food. Um, Not very picky, like I do eat most food, but I'm picky with some kinds of food. Like, I can't eat bread. I don't, I don't think it's an allergy. I just can't eat it. Like, I can't swallow it. I'll throw up. It's so good. I will throw up bread. I don't eat bread. And, like, dried <laughs> things. Like, sandwiches are okay. But then their food... The first few days were the worst. They mm. kept serving, like, those wheat congees. And I hated those. And, um... And then they had, like, macaroni. And I was very happy about that. But then afterwards, like... Because I guess it's a hospital. The soup is so plain. It's like they boiled macaroni and added water into it. There was no flavor. <laughs> and then I was just really sad because I didn't have like a diet problem or anything. Mm. And um, so yeah, I, I I was a little disappointed with the food. But it's a public hospital. Yeah. And so I was fine with it. But then the thing was little kids had a different menu. Really? And personally, yeah, I really liked their food. They had juice boxes while I didn't. <laughs> I had to drink water, and they got juice boxes. And their food was just a lot better. And my food, I didn't... It was okay. It wasn't that bad. But then, like, for breakfast, they would always have, like, congee and mm-hmm. a pack of biscuits. Mm-hmm. And I will only eat, eat the biscuits. But I really started to enjoy eating fruits, so oranges and apples yeah, during that time. Yeah, yeah. Because it was the best thing about the food. <laughs> But then my friends didn't like it, so then 
every time at dinner, I'd end up eating like five oranges <laughs> and five apples, and I, I'd feel so good. Like I'd be peeling oranges while watching NBA on the TV. Health. Yeah. And I'll just be eating oranges nonstop, and while watching the TV and like talking. But then because of COVID and everything,、mm. a few nurses are very nice about it. But a few nurses are really strict. Like they yell at us and like like get really mad at us for just being a little closer to another person. So we weren't allowed to really leave the bed, and not leaving the bed is kind of hard. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. The next thing I would like to talk about is basically、uh, the system in hospitals. I think a lot of my listeners、um, they they thought about like when they think of hospital, they want to think about what happens in it and really us、uh, in specific、uh, the specifically the doctors and the nurses and the people in it and how it all works, like what happens. So for me.、Uh... Uh, after I have my breakfast and my meds, and I take a, I take a nap. <laughs> uh, I the doctor comes in and then uh does a round of check, and then uh after lunch and another nap, I the doctor comes in again, and the doctor doesn't really, like they don't really do much. They just like check on you, make sure you're okay. Like for me, but the nurses really helped me a lot because. They, like, I I was really lucky. I had to have like good nurses. They were really nice about everything. And then, I I actually got really bored, uh, during my stay. And, uh, one of the nurses actually taught me how to knit, and I ended up knitting a lot of scarves. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very cool because uh my um, because for me we'd wake up. Uh, technically, like the lights turn on at seven,、yeah. and you have to wake up at that moment. And of course, me being a person who can't sleep in an <laughs> unfamiliar environment, the first night I slept at like one a.m. and waking up at seven was hard. And they also have people like taking rubbish, like. Uh, like cleaning at six, and the rubbish bags are so loud, and it's six in the morning, and they're like yelling at like, "Oh, God, pass me the rubbish bags!" and it's just really annoying. But then they do turn on the lights at seven, and usually my friend, my friend who I met there, she also got admitted the same day as me, and she also told me she was a friend that she was a person that couldn't sleep that well, and just um doesn't. Like not a problem, but like she doesn't sleep that well in from unfam unfamiliar environments. But then I have a lot of friends that told me that, well, like when I went camping and then they fell asleep and I'm lonely, couldn't sleep and just sitting there. But I did sleep, fall asleep before her. She slept at like four in the morning and woke up at seven in the morning and had a ton of energy. I had never seen a person with so much energy. The next few days, she slept at like one or two, and woke up at seven, jumping around and like running circle, running in circles. So that was it. Like, how were the doctors and nurses? Yeah. So um, <laughs> like when I in the morning we have like those yeah we have like those bracelets yeah <laughs> those QR codes yes. yeah yeah it's cool to have someone to relate to. I thought it would be something different, but because we're both in a public hospital、yeah. in Hong Kong, so we both had like those. Yeah, they scan it. They scan it, and then 
they had to watch me take the meds. So then you take it, they pass you the cup, even though the water's too hot, they're looking at you, they're making you uncomfortable, so you have to drink it. They scan your, they scan whatever bracelet, like whatever you call it, yeah. I don't know what you call it, a tag or something. Yeah, wristband. And then um, my schedule was very like weird because like once in a while, like a social worker would come in and uh. once in a while a doctor would come in uh, and I never know when but in the last few days it was better because like they told me someone would come in at 2 in the afternoon so I would talk to my mom and talk to my friend I'm like oh I have to leave and so I would just be waiting sometimes on my phone and then sometimes just watching TV and I also had like other kids and I'll be throwing stuff to them and they'd be catching and we'd be playing around and so uh, that was good and I don't know for you if it's the same for you, but after I stayed in hospital for like two or three days, they had like this mandatory thing where we stayed there for more than three days. There would be like teachers, like not really teachers, but I had like a f- like a few people come in and teach me like other subjects. Like one taught me maths, one taught me English. But of course, uh, education is not as good as a school because they have a lot of children to go through, and each of them like takes 20 minutes for each of them and so i don't know if you had had that i feel like that when i was hospitalized the main priority was just to sleep like just sleep and eat and sleep and eat so they didn't allow me to go on my phone because i would waste too much energy and they wouldn't allow me to read because i would i would waste too much energy so all i did was just stay in bed yeah and maybe watch some tv in the hospital but I mean, like, uh, I'm really grateful for um, the therapist that comes every Monday and she would, like, talk to me about stuff, like, random stuff. We would literally just, like, forget about, like, about my mental health and stuff and we would just talk about, like, maybe the new ice cream flavor that's on (laughs) 7-Eleven. But, uh, and I also had, like, a game program thingy where it's on Zoom and that's the only time they let me go on my phone. And so basically, they would just like send in kits, and you can like play while zooming with them, and it was really cool. It was. It sounds fun, but for me, my doctors didn't really care that much in terms of like how happy you are. You get your phone, and you do whatever you want, and then you don't have anyone, and suddenly they comes in, they come in, and they drag you across the hall to another room, and then like sit there. <laughs> Did your therapist like talk in English or Chinese? Chinese, and I was I was like I don't Did know how to you communicate. Out? Yeah, I, I I had a few doctors that talked to me in Chinese, like Cantonese. Yeah, like I know the basics. I know how to like socialize with them, but then I told them, I give them warning. <laughs> I am socially awkward. I'm an introvert. Like if it gets weird, you do the talking, and then so some of them are really nice. I had like this guy who was. Uh, a psychiatrist I think and he was just talking to me and um, I thought it was a normal conversation I thought he was just checking up on me yeah. but then secretly he was writing a report on me which yeah. which is the biggest betrayal and I was really happy I, he, he watched the NBA and we were talking about the NBA I was talking about the Lakers he was talking about like the Grizzlies or something and I was really happy I was watching the I was talking about like LeBron James and how, how bad he was like over the last few weeks and he was like oh yeah 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 and then suddenly he's like Oh, how about your family life? Oh, how about your mental health? And I was just 
I thought it was a good conversation, but it is he he did yeah. seem quite nice and one thing I really want to talk about is how sudden everything is. Like they seem so nice. Like they have mm. um they wear Crocs and they have like little tiny stickers and they give me stickers and I still stick them on my laptop. I have one that I keep on my laptop and they give me like badges and they have like badges on there. Like, yeah. like, the hospital gown and everything, and they look really nice and friendly. <laughs> and then they sit down, and they're like, I'm not accusing you of anything, but I just have to a- ask you these questions because it's mandatory. And they go like, oh, are you sexually active? Oh, are you on <laughs> drugs? Oh, are do you do alcohol? Oh, do you do this? Do you smoke? Blah, blah, blah. Do you have a boyfriend? Do you have a girlfriend? <laughs> and it's just really direct. Like, they don't try to, like, yeah. slowly talk to you they just you don't have time they're just like let's just get into the topic let's yeah just go. i have to get into this i have to tick up these boxes mm. and i have to tell so it is quite hard but a lot of them are really nice and i don't know for you but they did like a physical checkup do that no oh i had to do a physical checkup apparently it's mandatory and it was very scary because <laughs> you had to take off all your clothes and but then she was very nice but i of course, yeah. it's uncomfortable being like I'm not very touchy and physical. So then, they, he's uh the doctor said I was the fastest one <laughs> to put all my clothes back on. <laughs> so I take that as a compliment. <laughs> yeah. So um, I also like I hate like it's, I'm not it's not a hate. I just understand it, but I get really like weirded out when like therapists suddenly like they would be. Like, the thought that they would suddenly, like, write a report, like, uh, based on what we talked about, like, scares me off. Like, did I say anything wrong? Did I say anything? Yeah, like, I, I don't want to lie. Yeah. But that I'm afraid that if I don't lie, it would yeah. lead them to think about something. So, yeah. like, it's obvious they're not there for a conversation. Yeah. They've got notebooks. They've got, like, three laptops around them. You're in, like, a private room. Yeah. And... I don't know, but a big thing of like wrong with me. I have like this crippling anxiety, and I'm really scared people will forget about me. And I don't like being isolated. I like being alone sometimes. But the doctor, she was like, "Oh, give me a second and she went out, and I had to wait for five minutes in the room doing nothing. And I was so scared she forgot about me, <laughs> and so that was that was a problem. Yeah. yeah. So uh, something else I would like to talk about is what. What happened when you first knew you had to go into a hospital? When you first knew you were going to stay for um quite a long time in a hospital? I I I was just like kind of grateful because I always knew that I had a problem. I just wanted someone to tell me that I had a problem. That someone would bring me to a hospital and tell me that you actually have this problem and like. And I was just glad that I could be off school because that time we were in home learning and I was really like, my anxiety was really bad and I really couldn't like focus at all. I felt like I was like, I felt like my brain was slowly deteriorating in a way. Well, well, I guess it is kind of okay to miss school when it's home learning because everyone's education is not, like everyone's not learning that well. But then, um... I thought it was unnecessary to be in the hospital. I, I, I kind of felt a bit like I was punished at first, mm. but now I'm okay. Like, uh, I was in school and then it's like suddenly you have to go to the hospital, and it does scare me a bit having like someone come in and tell you like, 
I'm just having my normal day. I have chemistry at the end of the day. I love chemistry. And then I have maths before that. I love Wednesdays. It's a good Wednesday. Like, yeah, I just finished. I had music lesson. I'm done. I'm eating lunch. And then it's like, boom. Yeah. You're done. You can go to the hospital. You choose to go now or at the end of the day. And I'm like, yeah, can I please go to chemistry and maths? Yeah, in a way, in a way, I think... I was like glad but at the same time I was like mad at like why is it me that's in the hospital like I at first I was like I didn't understand at all and I I my dad gave me this like notebook <laughs> and I just kept like drawing crosses and like I was really mad and then but but at the same time like I needed it like I know I needed it I know I needed it Yeah help. it does take some time to yeah. really look back at it and see the bigger picture and to realize yeah. ultimately they were doing what they thought was the best for you yeah. and how did your family really feel about that They were really sad they they I wouldn't say they were disappointed like I I really like they were just like they they were in shock I guess cuz like anorexia like you you just keep losing weight and like day by day they don't notice but like others do and like they didn't they they were like sad that they did, they couldn't help me and like they didn't notice first yeah. and had to wait for someone else yeah and they thought that they are important in your life and they should have noticed they thought that they were their fault and i was like no it's not your fault it's just that it it's i feel like anorexia is not anyone's fault it's just It's a mental disorder and you can't help to have it or not. It's not the person's fault. It's not the ca- uh, the care the It's, person who cares about you. Yeah. It's not their fault. It's really something you're just there yeah. with and it's just there. Yeah. And it's not anyone's fault. You can't blame this mental disorder on someone and um a few scientists has proven that it could be like Genetics can have something to do with it, but it's not completely proven, so yeah. we don't really know. So we can't blame it on our yeah. parents. We can't blame it on our families for mm-hmm. for giving us this disorder because it's not entirely true that they gave it to us. Yeah. It might be, but in in most cases, it's not. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um. So uh, Emily, thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you. And uh, for me, um, I think I have done a lot better now after being in the hospital and I think I've learned a lot and it was a it was um there were like some ups and some downs and it was a different experience to what I have previously previously gone through and um it, for me I would do a lot to unlive that experience but ultimately I can't do that in real life so I've just accepted and tried to move on Yay. Um how about you? How did your hospital experience help you? I it it really uh allowed me to grow a lot and let me allowed me to like mature a lot because I really like never thought that like I really slowed down to think about like how I'm grateful for everything I have now and how that we shouldn't be like we shouldn't think that living our life now is like normal like we should be grateful of, of every day and it's so cheesy but it's true so yeah. yeah so um i hope that anorexia is treating you a bit 
more a bit better <laughs> and i hope um i think you're getting a lot better and i hope you're doing well emily so um as usual before we end this um i would like to remind you to please reach out for help if you're in any danger and please talk to a trusted adult if you're feeling down or unwell and you can also call a crisis hotline and if you're in an emergency please call your local emergency services and of course, you can talk to me for a chat or for some teenage advice or something. But I am not trained and I'm not a professional. So I would really suggest talking to um, an adult or a professional in this area first. So please do not hesitate to seek help. And um, before we finish this episode, I would like to say thank you for listening. And you can also contact me at my link tree. If you're listening on Spotify, it's in my about. And you can easily find out my Instagram bio. So please contact me there for any suggestions, feedback, or if you just want to have a chat. So I really hope that helps. Um, Thank you for listening. And I have to say, time goes by really quickly when I'm not doing an episode by myself and talking to someone because it seems like an actual like a conversation. general conversation. Yeah. So um, I really hope you listen to my other episodes and I hope you have an awesome day. Bye. Bye.